Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Social Experiment. It's Dulcia and Kai. Exactly. <laughs> um, and we have Simone and Shaleka today to be a part of our conversation, which we're really, really excited about. So hi guys. Hello. Hi. Um, okay, so today's topic <laughs> is on um fat phobia, uh diet culture. You know what happened like literally the other day I was like sitting and thinking about how kinda always on some kind of diet or on some kind of road <laughs> to losing weight. And like this exactly something about fitness something about <laughs> we need to lose weight a juice cleanse we're fasting we're always busy oh my god guys, and i was like between the two of us our journey to skinny exactly we started 2020 <laughs> with the journey to skinny and um i think in another previous episode somewhere we spoke about our weird eating habits briefly and we're like oh that's a topic for another day but then, yeah, now the day has come, so we're going to be sharing some, a bit of, like, I guess, our quote-unquote journey to skinny, and just talking about, like, internalized um, fat phobia. I actually have a question. I just wanted us to sort of give, briefly, just a few sentences of what our relationships with food is. And I think that would be, like, just a good... I thought it would be a good for what we're going to be discussing. So what our, I guess, what our relationships with food is, or are, wait, what am I saying? Our relationship with food, to describe our relationship with food, and then what our experiences have been with diet culture. Okay. So my relationship with food has always been a little, like, tense. Um, I did have an eating disorder for like a part of my not my adolescence but when I came to America like I was trying to restrict myself to like 500 calories a day and only eating salads and maybe an egg um so it was quite bad um so a lot of like restricting myself because I would guilt myself after eating a lot of food that oh I've um, stuffed my face, so now I'm going to restrict myself by not eating anything for the next couple of hours or skipping lunch. Um, so, like, now I'm trying to move away from guilting myself about what I eat, um, even though I feel like I'm eating healthier because I'm more, like, plant-based, but it's still still like navigating my relationship with food and trying to not make it about um trying not to make it toxic as it were and trying not to restrict myself like making sure i at least eat something for lunch um because feeling hungry would be like what motivates me because then i know that okay i'm I'm on the right track. I'm not overeating if I feel hungry, you know, which is a very bad, like, 
mentality to have? Oh, my relationship with food is like, I have a love and hate relationship with food. I, I don't like it. As, like, I don't like eating. I'm always lazy to eat. I hate chewing. I just, I just hate the whole process. I'm just, I'm a tea and popcorn kind of person. Just give me those things and I'll be good. Like, I hate cooking. So I hate, like, the preparation of it. I hate, like, eating it. And I also don't like feeling full as well. So, like, um, I'm very, I'm very prone to skipping meals. So, like, I've done that. I go a long, like, a long time without eating. More so when I was in school. Um, when I was in the U.S. than I am here or like in high school as well um, than when I'm at home because like when I came back home I was like even talking to I don't know who I was talking to and I was like it's so unbelievable that you guys have three meals like three full meals a day and a snack in between I was like why do you eat that much that to me seemed like such a huge amount of food to be spent in a day but um, honestly, it's a love-hate relationship because sometimes I eat relatively well or like I, oh no, actually, no, I don't eat well. Stress eating and a lot of like guilt tied into that and a whole lot of laziness also. So, yeah. I guess for me, my relationship with food, I don't even know how to describe it, but I love to eat, see Like... <laughs> <laughs> and Simone and Kaya are always dragging me because I love snacking but um I feel like over the past year and a half I've learned more about my relationship with food and eating healthy um mm-hmm. last when was it I think it was last January I went I'm pescatarian and um so now I mostly eat like seafood but right now I'm mostly plant-based but before I took my nutrition class, my major, I used to eat whatever I wanted. Freshman, sophomore year of college, I used to binge eat a lot around finals and midterms. Oh, yes. I would just Stress eat about anything. Yes. Yeah, it was really bad. But now I feel like I'm learning how to actually um, prepare like nutritious meals and just eat healthy. But sometimes it's hard in like a Haitian household for me. Because they just want to eat whatever they're eating. They put meat in it and a bunch of oil. And you just have to eat it. And um, over the past year, I've also lost, like, a lot of weight. And then I have an aunt. She's always like, yeah, we have to feed you. Um, We need to fatten you up and all this. And I'm just like, you stressful. And she's always like, why are you eating this? But whenever she's eating, I don't question what she's eating. But she feels like she has the right to ask me, like, oh. Why are you eating this? Why are you not eating this? It's just a lot, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, so I guess, so I would say I have a disordered relationship with food. I think, so I have gone from one extreme to the other extreme and I think when I look back into just growing up as a teenager going into adulthood I think the only time I've had close to 
a healthy relationship with eating and with food was the two years I was at, UW, at my UWC in Holland, the Netherlands. I think that's the closest I have come to. And even then, eating was a chore. I never had a good feeling from eating food, but I would say that's the closest I have come. I have been on the one extreme, as Simone said, where I counted my calories like crazy. And the issue with counting calories is that I wasn't focused on what was nutritious for my body, but Mm -hmm. what had the least amount of calories. I think per day, I remember after like my GCO levels, I would literally eat like between a day or two, I'd have like two meals. Like I would like, I would only eat when I'm at like the borderline of like passing out. I would feel so weak. I remember, and I think the one memory that comes to mind was one time I was so hungry and I had starved myself. I couldn't even remember for how long that I went to bed. I was really tired and I think it's because I haven't eaten. I went to bed like to take a nap midday I woke up and I didn't have enough energy to even like keep, like I knew I was conscious, but I couldn't open my eyes. Like I had to lay on my bed for a good hour or so just to like gather up enough strength to like get up and go get something to eat. But even then it's like, I would eat a slice of bread without butter because I'm afraid of like how much calories the butter, the butter will add. I would have my tea with only a lump of sugar, no cream, no nothing. It was, it was pretty bad. I think I was at the, what is it called? Is it the deep end or what is I think the, I don't know how to call it, but it's like, I was yeah, the, no, I get it. I, I get it. I don't have a word to say, but it was, it was pretty terrible. And then I got to the Netherlands. I, it's almost a cycle with me. It's like, I get to a point where I'm unhappy about my weight. Mm-hmm. I start stressing. I sort of isolate myself from everything and everybody in social situations. Mm-hmm. And then that just gets me into a mood where I have nothing to do besides eating. Like when I'm unhappy, I'm stressed. I just want to eat. And the more I eat, the more I'm unhappy. It, it's, all, it, you know, it's like a cycle. It's, like I, it's weird. It's terrible to say the least. But um, I don't have a good relationship with food. And I think the one thing that is really missing from like the whole eating disorder discourse is like overeating as an eating disorder. I think every time folks talk about eating disorders, it's always on the extreme of like starving yourself, on the extremes of anorexia, bulimia. And no one, I not know, not no one, but people rarely ever talk about like the other side where it's like overeating. Yeah, and like binging and stuff. Binging and all of that and how it's an eating disorder. Um, so yeah, I guess I have a similar sort of eating issue like Simone or like Sia where it's like, I don't like eating. I eat to survive and I don't think that's a good thing. Yeah. And especially in recent times, it has been terrible, I would say. Like my eating habits have been terrible. I am moving And this is like within days, a matter of days. Some days I am eating, like overeating, binging. Other days I'm not eating at all, which is terrible. Um, But yeah, so I think what I want us to, I guess what we should, or what I want to ask as well would be like diet culture. As Sia said, Sia and I, every time we have a conversation, it has been like, 
one diet to the other. And sometimes I really say, I was like, I have been on so many different diets for so much of my like mm-hmm. young life that I'm like a nutrition expert at this point. It's like, it's not even about knowing what to eat or how to eat, which I think mm-hmm. is what most people focus about when they speak of like dieting and nutrition and all of that. Cause it's like, I know how to eat. I know when to eat. I know what to eat. But there's a whole other layer um, that we're going to be talking about, I guess, in terms of my body image and like fat phobia in general and how, personally speaking, I have internalized so much of it. It's actively mm-hmm. affecting my social interactions and my interactions with the people in my environment around me. So I yeah. guess what, yeah, I guess that's all I have to say in terms of briefly describing my relationship with food. It's not the best, but working progress i guess (laughs) yeah i think i so i've never been a skinny kid right and i've never been i've never been small like i even have a picture up there of myself as a kid and it's it's never i've never been a skinny kid but um and people like society always reminds you that like you are not the desired size even as little as you are, it's like there's nicknames for fat kids, you know, and all those things. So like growing up, I always, I feel like I was aware that my size was not the desired size. And I think um, as much as I didn't have the room to hop on a diet when I was like in sixth grade or whatever, because I was still living at home with my mom, I think as soon as I left home to go to boarding school at the age of 13 um that's where I got to have like I guess autonomy as to like what I eat and whether or not I eat right and I think that's when like I started dieting kind of like and as much as like you just have like an apple for dinner or like you know just like weird skipping meals here and there and doing all that kind of thing so that like you try to lose weight and try to be desirable because you know even like in our friendship circles I think I was always like one of the fat ones or like the bigger people in like my friendship circles so all of that like I was like okay and it's like even in social interactions or like interactions with like boys I knew for like at a very young age, that boys liked girls that were smaller than me, you know? Like, so you like your idea of how desirable you are, like, kind of shifts as well. So, like, that's how I got, like, into, like, dieting. And I think for, mm, yeah, for most of my high school, I was, like, in this space where I was really trying to lose weight, really trying to, like, become smaller, and I think at some point I did get to, but at that, now looking back, I was tiny then. But when I was in that size, I didn't think I was tiny at all. I didn't think I was skinny enough or whatever. And I still kept pushing that line. And, <clears throat> but now when I look at those pictures, I'm like, damn girl, you were snatched. How did you not want this body? But um, it's just like how society, like, like how we internalize, like, the ways in which like beauty standards and body image um standards of body image and all those kinds of things and really it messes you up like kai said like with your social interactions um yeah 
so like yeah that's like my introduction i guess to like dieting and all of that and even now like we are still trying you know 2020 road to skinny journey to skinny is still like yeah like it's all part of like the internalized fat phobia that i've seen um being perpetuated in society and therefore i feel like i should be a certain size not that and it like what is i think missing also from the discourse is the fact that like it doesn't me wanting to lose weight doesn't mean i think less of myself now i i don't think well, mm, how, mm, trying to say this in the best way possible, but like, I, there's a certain idea that you don't love yourself. That's why you're trying to change yourself, right? But I'm like, I'm, it's not that I don't love myself and that I haven't accepted the way that I am now, but it's like, I still aspire for something else, you know? I think those two things can exist together. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, so um, with the whole, I don't know, like loving yourself and all that sort of movement, I think, one, it is okay to sometimes look at yourself and not love what you see. I think it's, uh, it's a process. I would say, personally, I don't love myself every day. Some days, I look, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think recently. You. Like, in recent times, I actually haven't looked at myself and appreciated what I've seen. And that's a sad, that is a sad truth to own up to. It's been a while since I looked at myself and liked what I saw. <laughs> Sia said, like, two years ago, and I, two years ago, I was like a size 12. On a good day, I could squeeze into size 10 jeans. And I still didn't like that. Not two years ago, sorry, four years ago. What am I saying? Um, and I didn't like it. You know, I was still like, oh my God, I'm so, so big. I need to lose the weight. Even back home when I was starving myself on the other extreme, I was still like, oh my God, I need to be smaller. Because I grew up, again, with three sisters. And even in all my friendship groups and all of that, I was like the bigger kid. So it's like all of that bullying and and it's not even from strangers. Like when, even when I speak of bullying, I'm actually like speaking of like family members and all their like condescending and outright harmful comments on my body. Even as a young girl, I was like, I think the first time I'd had anything, so the first time I became conscious, I guess, of my figure, I think I was about nine or 10. I went out with family and then this older guy hollered at me. Like when I say older, I mean, he probably was in his mid thirties. And I was ridiculed by like my sisters around me, the, our driver that I was with and everybody that was out on that beach outing. It was a beach outing. And to this day, it's still like ingrained in my memory and everyone blamed the fact that I was just too big and looked too mature for my age. And that's why an older guy will holler at me. And I remember feeling so shitty and close to like, the. I actually cried, I wasn't close to the point of tears. I did cry because it was so humiliating and having that sort of like 
turned back around to be blamed for being practically harassed as a young girl was not was not one of my family's I guess finest moments and since then I have been bullied either by friends or by families and I think that's when my like body image issues started and to this day I am still struggling with it um I mean um I guess like when I was in Haiti when I lived Haiti when I had just turned um 13 when I was in Haiti um I never really heard my family or like my mom talk about like dieting and like body image and stuff like that I just I I was always big as a kid so I felt like it was just normal like no one really mentioned that to me and then when I moved to the U.S. one time this lady came to my house and she told me oh you need to stop eating all those burgers I'm like I don't even like burgers I don't even eat burgers so why would she tell me I need to um stop eating all those burgers and she was just like yeah like you're gaining weight like you just came here you you don't need to eat fast food just eat at home I'm like I've literally just been eating at home besides like the lunch they gave us at school here and then um at school I think it was in when was it I think it was in eighth grade um there was this little kid like he used to be touching all the girls like their boobs their butt and stuff like that and like he would never come close to me because I feel like I would have smacked him too because like it was totally different for me I was just like you touching people like it's just crazy that's mad disrespectful and then one time one of my friends asked like yeah you always playing with us you're always touching us why don't you ever approach your Leica and he was just like oh I like skinny girls. I don't like big girls. And I was just like, and then she, he was like, oh, she's not my type. And I was like, you're not my type because you dumb as hell. And like, <laughs> I used to be helping him with his homework. And I was just like, <laughs> like wait, how I'm old screaming. Yeah, eighth grade. We were, um, we were 14. Huh? This boy yeah. was going around harassing for Yeah, it's like literally touching the girl's boobs and butt like all the time in the hallway, in the lunchroom. Like he wouldn't give, you know, a crap about it. Like he would just go about his day just touching everybody. Yeah, and I was just like, you definitely not my type. He wasn't the brightest guys, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like that's attractive to me. Like that's yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes, he was 14. And that's like when I was really, I guess, like introduced to this idea of being like not desirable mm-hmm. um, when it comes to like my size. I only experienced it here, but like never back home. Okay. Yeah. I just, I just wanted to touch on something that Shaleka touched on, um, which is like that I like the idea of policing um, what fat people eat, right? Because like every time mm. someone sees you and they see your body and all of a sudden you're eating burgers, it's like, do you make them for me? Do you feed me those burgers? Because all of a sudden exactly. you assumed that I am this size because I am unhealthy or because I'm consuming fast food or whatever. And I remember... I'll bring this to Twitter because I'm always on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> but there's always this um, 
like whenever like big girls post pictures um underneath those like in the comment section you always have people talking about their health like yo lose a little weight oh um you're gonna have a heart attack and all these kinds of negative things and it's like oh stop eat eat cleaner food and it's just always an assumption that people are that size because they're eating nasty food and i just Mm -hmm. i just don't understand where that stems from and then there was this time where i felt so triggered but because this person was threading like what i felt was my life growing up or like during my adolescent years where he talked about how that people we can never like bigger plus size people can never be eat out in public right and this mm. is like i've had the, a similar experience i where was like, just about to say yeah like where you i just i'm never comfortable eating with a large group of people or like eating out in public because um i think i have a previous history where people would fat shame you if they see you eating in public a skinny person can open up a burger and sit in the middle of the street and no one would feel the need to comment um but if you are like someone of a bigger size or and it's like people will be like yo stop eating that oh you must have a fruit instead just like they just feel like they have the power to comment Mm -hmm. on your weight just because they find you eating something and that might even be a cheat day for you. Like maybe, yes, you're eating a burger on that day, but it doesn't mean that I'm constantly stuffing my, my face with burgers, but people just always feel the need and feel the courage to comment on your body and tie it to the food you eat. And it's like, exactly. also, it's like, how dumb are you to think that um, even the idea that like, skinny is healthier because skinny is definitely not like like some people can be skinny but they can have be skinny because of eating disorders and all these kinds of things um but just because you see them as skinny you assuming that they're healthier than this person that you have categorized as fat and it's like Mm. can people's like thinking evolve past that because it's honestly just tiring but yeah I just wanted to comment on the policing of what bad people eat. I think when you say that, honestly, like what I can, what I thought of, or what I can tie to is like, again, I think one of you guys mentioned attractively. Mm-hmm. And how because the body ideal, sort of this aesthetic, this ideal is being of a slimmer frame, that again, when you're fat, you're unattractive, and how people think that warrants being disrespected because mm-hmm. i think the whole like fat shaming and everything else ties into people openly and thinking it's okay to disrespect fat bodies. yes publicly whether it's within familial relationships how people always think because you look a certain way and in this case you're fat you're warrants that they can walk up to you and say certain things they will never say to anyone of yeah. a slim afraid mm-hmm. yeah. and they and they think it's okay they, act, yeah. they think they're doing you a favor mm-hmm. you know they think they're doing you a favor by policing what you eat that's the first thing I think of anytime again when we're talking about this automatic assumption that you're eating unhealthy because mm-hmm. you're bigger and it's like I am bigger than all of my sisters, but I eat healthier than all of them combined. I know, you know, it's like, 
in terms of what I eat, it's my, you know, it's like also, that's, a, that's another sort of subtopic, like what is healthy eating and for who, yeah. you know? But I think that's something we can get into later. But it's also another thing of fat people don't need to be healthy. The same way we allow for skinny folks to be unhealthy and have all these, quite frankly, horrendous habits, Mm -hmm. I don't think fat people need to be deemed as healthy by society in order to deserve basic human rights and basic human decency, which is all what fat shaming is about which is very oppressive towards fat people. And again, as you say in Twitter, there's always this conversation about fat shaming and skinny shaming. And honestly, that's not the hill I choose to die on. So I just keep scrolling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, I just keep scrolling, but it's like, guys, anyone can get bullied for a number of reasons. Mm-hmm. White folks, skinny folks, disabled bodies, trans folks, cis folks, for any amount of reasons people can be bullied. But it's like when we're talking about oppressive systems, when we're talking about like fat shaming, we're speaking to the, like the world is made to exclude fat bodies. Like, can you imagine? Sometimes I even think about like airplane seats. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you're going through airport securities, those tiny things. <laughs> like the, yeah. I don't know the word for them, but like going through the check The metal the scanner. Or, yeah. The scanner and then the thing you have to go through just to, make, you know, just to go um, through airport security. And it's like the world is made, literally built to exclude fat people. Mm-hmm. Bus seats. Um, what else can I think of? Clothing. Like even one Amusement park rides and stuff like that. Everybody... Um, Fat people have to pay more for their clothes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like this whole idea of health and dieting and this war on the obesity epidemic is actually punitive, like punishing people, punishing poor people, punishing fat people for things that sometimes have little to no control over. Because mm-hmm. I think Shaleka, or I don't know one of you guys mentioned, like we're looking at whether we're here or we're back home, hunger is an issue. Mm. and even when we look at food security what's affordable for people what's affordable for marginalized communities you Mm. go into certain communities particularly here in the u.s you can't find a whole food you can't market you know what i'm saying it's like you can't find a grocery store and even if you have a grocery store within these communities can you afford exactly yeah it's hell can you can you afford to go in there and get what you want to eat or what you need to have so it's like all that that people don't usually address and they just automatically assume that when you're fat aka overweight or obese it's somehow your fault you know it's like with every other thing everybody else can be unhealthy everybody else can be quirky they call it quirky when skinny people eat unhealthy food on the internet it's like quirks Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's true but it's like once you're fat it's like no we can't i i think it's something we need to discuss like fat people don't need to show that they don't need to be exercising they don't need to post like, like lizzo had to post a video where she's exercising and people still came at her there's like doesn't need to we don't need to show us working out we don't need to show you all uh, take my steps for the day or what i eat for the day from to be i guess worthy of like mm-hmm. basic to not be disgusted by my 
um, to not have a body that is seen as disgusting by even healthcare providers. Like fat shaming runs so deep that unemployment, it affects people's employment. Yeah. Health, like, you know, and, and the fact that folks don't want to talk about that and, that's why I'm always like, you know, this whole diet culture and this whole healthy eating, it's, it's really not about health. Is it really, you know, like when you think about it, is it really about health? Mm-hmm. Or it's about like, you know, I or think what aesthetic, sorry. Oh no. Yeah. Or just like more ways to create hierarchies mm-hmm. that exclude predominantly again, black yeah. and brown folk. Yeah you know, or like more ways to punish people for being poor or punish people for lacking access, for punishing people for things they don't necessarily have control over. Sorry, Simon, what were you going to say? Um, no, I was just going to like answer that it's, it seems to be a lot about appearance and aesthetics in terms of healthy eating or clean eating, like a lot. I'm thinking of the example example that you gave of Lizzo like showing that she's exercising and everything and that also reminded me of I think you brought it up like when we were discussing the book on fat phobia the sweetie when she was eating like this giant cheeseburger and stuff and people were people like I don't think they commented about her eating it they said that they're only concerned when it's Lizzo, because they guise it, they put it under the guise of being concerned about her health. But when it's Sweetie, it's just like, oh, she's treating herself, and oh, she's yeah. like, as you said, quirky and it's everything. All- <laughs> and it seems like it's more acceptable, as you said, for a skinny, conventionally attractive person to be eating unhealthily yeah. than it is for a bit, like, a bigger bodied person and even then like I also wanted to just go into I guess you all educate me more on like the language surrounding talking about people who are overweight or fat like mm-hmm. what how do we discuss their how people discuss their bodies and label their bodies so um I think, so I do follow a lot of like fat activists and like body positive. Can we also just even talk about how the whole body positive movement started? (laughs) And now it's just like, what the hell is going on? But like, yeah, that's like another conversation. But I think from what I have seen from like fat activists, people who um sort of are i guess talking or addressing the issue of fat phobia and personally i don't have an issue with being called fat i do call myself fat i think what the issue is is sort of the not label not the label but what has been attached to the label sort of thing it's like not being called fat but all the other terms yeah, like terms and sort of preconceived notions, stereotypes, or like just harmful narratives that's been attached to being fat. Again, which is sort of pushed by like the medical industrial complex and all this war against obesity and all these other things. And the BM, don't even get me started on the BMI. 
Before we even go into the BMI, Shaleika mentioned something that was actually very interesting, like when you're talking about like food choices and what you eat. And I think one thing also that I am critical of, even within my work, because I work for like um, a think tank that sort of deals with nutrition. Mm-hmm. And one thing I am critical of or sort of squint at is like healthy eating and what's considered healthy foods and how mm-hmm. this can be very foreign to certain people because food is cultural. Like mm-hmm. half of what is sort of proposed or like pushed out there. I mean, every day you see all the celebrities come up with a diet. I mean, Gwyneth Paltrow and smoothie. Is it Gwyneth Paltrow? It could be Gwyneth. I'm not sure. Correct me if I'm wrong I remember Beyonce did like a diet where she only drank smoothies with cayenne pepper or something like that. Yeah, it's like every, there's so, so many varieties, variations, like blog posts about what's healthy mm-hmm. and how these are not even found in certain communities, how the ingredients, not even just like accessibility, yeah. but how the ingredients are just foreign to certain cultures. So it's like when we speak of healthy eating and like having smoothies or eating hell asparagus or whatever the hell it is that folks say we should eat it's like in certain cultures these are like foreign it's not even oh my god i went to um a thing i don't i don't remember really the contents of this because i think i zoned out at some point but they were talking about the fact that like (laughs) healthy food but it was like yeah it was like a a seminar kind of thing and they were talking about like different parts of like the different continents and the mm-hmm. kinds of food that, like, it is okay, I guess, for us to be eating. They were like, um, sub-Saharan Africans, we cannot expect the diet to be the same. And they were talking about, like, just in terms of history and culture, and then also in terms of, like, greenhouse emissions and all that type of thing. And it was a really good talk now that, you, like, now that we're talking about this, but I just I wasn't paying enough attention to it. And yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like how certain food, and I mean, some nutritionists try to like contextualize like mm-hmm. meals and like, recipes for like different contexts, mm-hmm. but it's still like the whole idea of healthy um, eating still centers white people, it still centers dominant um i guess eating habits or dominant culture sort of like western culture yeah Mm -hmm. centers western culture and it's like what does healthy eating mean for someone in sub-saharan africa for someone Mm -hmm. in latin america for someone in asia like what does healthy eating mean Mm -hmm. you know it's like how can you tell someone in a farming village or someone back home to cut out meat when Mm -hmm. meat is main source of protein like how can you tell an east african for example to cut out meat because so these are the things that i write like i sort of like struggle with like what is healthy eating for different people because food is highly cultural like certain things that folks put out there certain recipes i wouldn't eat because i I don't even think (laughs) well with my stomach to be honest like and even should like you say like the burgers and not eating burgers like i can't even eat pancakes and syrup without like stomach like (laughs) (laughs) ingredients that just do not sit well with me that i wouldn't even try like cheese on food and like beans and cheese and the same it's too much oh yeah what i'm used to eating what i grew up eating is just so distant from what has been put out there as like healthy eating 
And it's like, how do we address those gaps? Like, how do we address those, address those like barriers? I, mm. I, say, I don't even know if they're barriers necessarily. But when we address like diet culture and fat phobia and like eating healthy, like what are we really saying? You know, and again, it's just, I guess, random thoughts out there. But I also want us to address, I guess, next point would be this misconception that in the continent, in general, in the African continent, sort of fat bodies ex- accepted. What am I saying? Accepted. <laughs> or, mm-hmm. Like this misconception that, oh, fat shaming isn't a thing in the continent because like fat bodies in the continent. Again, they're always tied to male validation and the male giving mm-hmm. and finding fat bodies attractive. And it's like, is that true though? It, uh, uh, is it really true? But yeah, mm-hmm. I guess that's my question to all of you guys. I think it's that, not this. Oh, no, you can go somewhere. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't think they're more so accepted here than they are anywhere else. And um firstly like just like you said, Kai, I think the fact that like with fat shaming you're introduced we're introduced to it so early within our families, it already gives you an impression that there's a certain level of acceptable fat. Um, I remember like in high school when I lost, um, when I was in my dieting spree and I lost some weight and I, at the end of the school term, I went home and I was at my grandmother's house and my grand at some point was like, you've lost too much weight. I'm going to need you to stop. So it's like, that tells you that like, there's like a certain level of like, there's a certain body that's desired so to speak Mm -hmm. you cannot be fat but you also cannot be too skinny it's like you have to find like the middle ground with that and like and on on the on the part of like fat bodies being much more desired i i don't i've hmm in terms of the male gaze i have realized well i might have made this realization now who knows but i was just thinking (laughs) about my um interactions uh, my previous interactions with like guys or whatever um where the guys that liked big girls so to speak speaking of like i was the age high (laughs) right (laughs) and it was sort of like a fetish I hate that word it doesn't matter how you prepare to say always sort of just get but it was always that because so okay a short story there was this guy that I was seeing um like five years ago right and I came back home. This is somewhat a recent story. So I came back home and we hadn't spoken to each other in five years. And um, I came home when I came home for the December holiday. And I saw him before I went back to school. And we hadn't seen each other in like five years, right? We hadn't spoken, no communication, whatever. And then, um, so before I went back to school, saw him and then Oh, and then the comment that he made was that, like, so he's always liked big girls, quote unquote. And then now, like, because I'm obviously bigger than I was five years ago, 
um he was like oh you're juicy yeah Ah, 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 ah. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Can I said, <laughs> And like, you know, my five year old self would have taken that as a compliment. I would have been very happy with that. And I would have been like, oh my God, he called me juicy. He really you likes got the juice. I got the juice. <laughs> he wants some of this. But now I was like, hold on. Oh, I'm acceptable. I'm desirable. Um, I'm juicy, you know. And it's like in those kind of like fetish kind of words where you're like, this is not really an acceptance. I think I I don't. If like we were accepted, I don't think would like yeah. It was just it's it's very weird. I don't know. So my answer is no to Kai's question. Wow. Also, men at the ghetto. They really are. They are. I think of, um, well, in answer, in response to Kai's question, I will say it, I think it just depends on the place in, on the region and like that culture. Cause I know there's like, I don't know if it's in Algeria or Morocco, somewhere in North Africa where they, there's a certain group that really likes like larger women. I guess fat women are the desire. So like young girls are stuffed. Um, I'm just thinking of in terms of bots. um, I don't know. A lot of women are larger. I think it's more so like what features in terms of your body. Um, Big butts are quite common and quite desired. I know (laughs) as a teenager, I, I had, I have big breasts. So I would, I didn't know how to like what bras to wear or anything. So I would be at school in a tight shirt and I was just playing with the boys and then they would like literally poke my boobs and stuff and what? just be like, wow. So that was very much like a way that women's bodies were just I don't know. It's just like preyed upon in school because that was the desired, like what men found attractive. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting that, like you said, Kai, uh, sorry, Sia, that it's a, a sort of medium, like a happy medium between being fat and being skinny. And for me, that was definitely like the desired body, mm-hmm. um, at least in my like family having that middle ground of being of having skin on your bones like having some meat on your bones but also not looking like you weren't being taken care of at mm-hmm. home <laughs> yeah uh, the whole it's actually to my point the whole um fat bodies being accepted on the continent i think what we are uh, i think mostly what folks are failing to realize or just ignoring in general is that again fat phobia is anti-black like the anti-blackness within fat phobia and mm-hmm. how again white supremacy isn't just confined to the west it is a global epidemic or whatever it is we want to call it it's everywhere anti-blackness is everywhere hence fat phobia is everywhere 
and now that we're seeing more and more folks on social media there, there's more access to like phones that have sort of twitter and the instagram and the whatsapp or whatever what happened we're seeing recent sort of modifications to what like the aesthetic back home should be colorism and all these things like they did exist before they did exist before fat phobia and sort of colorism existed prior to colonialism i would even argue but more and more i guess as i'm saying in contemporary times that we're seeing more people have access to these platforms and social media platforms our ideals are pretty much shifting to what western expectations are of how about women and because I even like recent times, last Christmas I was home, last Easter I was home. There hasn't been any. I feel like I've been getting. I don't even know because there's so little research that is being done back home on these like social issues, or maybe I just haven't come across them. But um, it's it's there. It, it's really there, and people just think they can, as I said, be, can be disrespectful. And I mean, I have an aunt who I love to death. I really love that woman, but like last, or not even like last month or two, it is that recent. It was either last month or two months ago. She was just like, You need to lose the weight. You're just so fat, it's embarrassing. Those were exact words. What the hell? It was actually, I think it was in May, April, May, right before we graduated. Yeah, like, and she and I love her. And I was like, as much as I want to sort of accept or come to terms with the fact that it came from a good place, that comment was so horrible. You know, she was honestly, you're just too fat. You're just too fat. You need to lose the weight. It's your weight is honestly embarrassing. And I'm like, for you to be like, I was just like, wow. You know, it's like the way, like. She was literally disgusted because I was fat. It was like, I could see and hear the disgust in her voice. I could see the disgust in her face with my body. And I am just like, I don't even know what to say to you. I what to tell you. Because even when I was a subject, again, I think like Sia said, I've never been skinny. You know, I just use like the term skinny and things like mm-hmm. that. Just compared to that, I was skinny. <laughs> it's like, I've always been on the bigger side and the bigger end of things. It's like when I was a size 10, when I was a size 12, y'all still called me fat. Now I'm a size 14 and now you guys are literally disgusted by how I look. And I, I don't know. I haven't come to terms with those comments. I don't know how to come to terms with it. I, I don't know what to do about that one. But it's like, I definitely don't think fat body in any way are accepted back home. Even when you, I see us at those it's honestly just a fetish, I'm concerned. Because you don't see them going around, men who like skinny girls going around saying they like skinny girls, but somehow those who like big have to make they it. They have happen. to announce. personality <laughs> at this point to like big girls. And I'm like, it's either you like women or you don't. It's like, why do we? I don't know. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird, it's a weird space. And just like I said, yeah. like the young person in me would love those kinds of comments. I was like, no, no, I don't you accept me? 
horrified from yeah. what her face never came back. <laughs> no, that's really horrifying. I don't know. Yeah, it's like, oh my God. Like, let's move on. Shaleka still looked horrified. <laughs> <laughs> No, like that's really crazy for someone to just say that like honestly I mm-hmm. feel like I've gotten really bold like since I kind of like moved out of my parents house like I feel like anything someone says to me I'm like yeah you're not paying my rent you're not paying my bills if you still want to talk to me after the response I give you that's on you but like now I've started to just tell people to just mind their business like it's none of your concerns because like mm-hmm. something similar happened to me too Kai it was my aunt we were sitting in a car and I think we went grocery shopping and she saw like this really big person and like I think I was maybe like 15 and she told me oh that's how you're gonna look like when you're older and then I, the look I gave her, and then mind you, she's speaking, she has like a, what is it called, a beer belly, everything. Like, <laughs> it's just, <laughs> and she was telling wow. me, this, and I was just sitting in the car, and I'm not even like body shaming her. I'm like, yeah, you have your own look. Like, I was big, and she told me, that's how you're going to look when you're older. And then now, like the other day, that's the lady I was talking about. That was the same aunt that told me, oh, we need to fatten you up because, like, you got too skinny. You were better before. Like, it's just like people could never be happy. It's just like, mm-hmm. oh, like, if you have to be, like, I don't know, like, how they want you to be but i'm like that's mm-hmm. not your body like it's not your place to tell me how to look and like what size i need to be like and that's why i'm just so horrified Kai. i'm just like now i just tell her like mind your business like if you want to continue talking to me after this that's on you but like it's none of your concern and like don't comment on my body like you're too comfortable commenting on my body when i'm not commenting on yours like if i don't bring my body up or like eating issue with you like why do you feel like it's okay to just bring it up to just say it out of nowhere that's why i'm just so horrified it's just like people could never be happy and people should just start minding their own business honestly i think it also has to do like what shalika was saying like family members are so comfortable saying things like that Mm -hmm. i think it has to do like this i think benevolent phobia where they think whatever they're doing is like helping you like they're trying to help you you know it's mm-hmm. like you shouldn't be offended or take it the wrong way because they just care like they just care about your health you know that's how always phobia is framed as a health concern yeah. i guess and they're but always like yeah you're fat yeah i know i'm fat like did i ask like <laughs> i move myself one, every day exactly yeah but <laughs> seeing like someone I think it's a thing of thinking you're better than the other also like apart from them trying to help you it's like they see you as less than and therefore you do not deserve that common decency like it's just like people who like pretty privileged and all those things people who think they're prettier than you or they're just very comfortable at saying whatever because already in your in their head they're far much better than you Therefore, yeah. why should they be nice to you, you know? Like, do why should they, like, why should they treat you with the same level of respect and equality that they would someone else who they thought was attractive? Yeah. So it's just, yeah. It's a bit hectic, to say Very the hectic. least. Very hectic situation. Mm-hmm. And it's like, at this point, I don't even know what they expect folks to do. It's so, like... 
as like my um aunt in law wait no my aunt my in law <laughs> she's my aunt so you have an in law no <laughs> i mean maybe i do i don't know somewhere um but my aunt <laughs> is well she was very small when before she had my cousin and mm. after she had my cousin like I remember my family commenting all the time when she wasn't even in the room they would say stuff like oh um auntie kitty used to be so small before she had the baby oh she was so tiny like she was so skinny and then i just remember this woman like picking up this diet where she wasn't like where she was restricting how much she ate where she was like counting calories and everything trying to get to that like snatch like smaller figure that she had prior to having the baby and i'm pretty like 90% sure that like the family's um like comments were a motivating factor in that i'm like this woman had a baby look at all of my like the rest of my family they all had like what several kids y'all are not telling them that they should I don't know. I don't know. It's just interesting. That touches on like snapback culture yeah. in terms of mm-hmm. having a baby. Because and, and it also touches like into like the whole idea of policing of women's bodies. Um mm-hmm. because like I'm not sure like what the comparisons are and I definitely haven't looked them up. I haven't gone onto their mm-hmm. profiles to see like if every time they post a picture people are in the comments on some oh you need to lose weight or you need to do this or you need to do this whereas with like women it's like constantly like one of my this girl I went to high school with like she posted a video on her IGTV last week whereby she had posted a selfie and already people were just in her DMs and in her you know like oh you need to lose weight or you need to do that like oh, just, I, not the one that even is the backhanded one. Oh my god you're so confident yes you're so confident i hate <gasps> yes, that like that i one. hate it so much because it's like oh because i'm fat i'm not expected to be confident, confident. like that's a backhanded compliment yeah someone a man who is actually a male um fat activist people oh trust me people are in his comments but i definitely think that the conversation is gendered Mm-hmm. Definitely, I and I think it's the, it's along the lines of not just fatness, but just how women's bodies are policed much mm-hmm. more than men. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah. Just, yeah. When it comes to fat phobia, it's we still you still see those dynamics in there, those gender dynamics. So I definitely think men are much more. In fact, they're just called big and tall. Even the men's section with clothes, and they don't have mm. clothes, like big and tall. Big and tall. Exactly. The men are called like That's teddy bears. And yeah, yeah, they call teddy bears. Oh, I just exactly. want to hug him, kind of things. And it's like, well, yeah, and they don't and, have that energy for bigger women. I'm just saying. Like, exactly, it's crazy. And I think like with the men, like they don't receive, they don't receive a lot of like criticism compared to like black women. Yeah. And it's just like, and I feel like a part of that is because like. I guess society puts it, women are supposed to take care of themselves to attract men. Like men just stay there and don't do anything. They could just look like bombs and we're just supposed to accept it and just accept them, you know? So I feel like it's just always like women, 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 this, women, that. And even the whole body positivity 
movement whatnot most of the people you see there are like white women with our um our glass figures slim and thick, I'm, like yeah the black and ones I'm are light like, skin no, really like you can't be fat and dark skin what do you mean what are you trying to do <laughs> it's like you have to be an hourglass or like a pear it's just it's just a lot it's just too much going on and i'm just you really think every women out here walking who are like basically fat they have an hourglass figure so kind of like in the same vein of that like how have you guys i don't know i know for me it's been difficult like trying to like find a balance between acceptance and trying to change and all these kinds of things and knowing that my body is not desirable kinds of just internalized fat phobia right so how do you guys how have you guys been navigating that how do you try to deal or combat like all these like negatives I think for me, um, like diet culture and the conversation around like policing women's bodies has um, like, I guess negatively, I mean, obviously negatively affected me considering I was like restricting myself. Um, Currently, it's more so in the other extreme of like um, the fitness movement that's coming out. Um, mm-hmm. and how that has also been another way that the sort of like slim thick has kind of been altered, like having a toned physique, but still doing like the glute and squat so that you still have the big ass, but mm-hmm. it matches your thighs and that's how it has changed. So and for me, that's like where my focus has been in terms of like trying to get toned, trying to get skinny but still toned but also be slim thick but exactly it's it's just all these like different things piling up onto each other and it's just the same kind of body type sort of evolving in different ways it's i don't know it's just toxic yeah um i guess for me i would say i guess like everybody else, it has, well, like most people, it's definitely negatively impacted me. Um, I, I'm still struggling with it, I wouldn't lie. And I don't think I have made as much progress as I would like to think. Um, I honestly think I've gotten worse, to be honest. I've gotten worse. Like, I know... I know better now, but I'm not doing any better. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that would be a critique of myself. I know better, but I'm not doing any better. And it's like, it's really hard, like unlearning everything and unlearning within a space where I'm constantly reminded of the very many things I just yeah. met up and sort of the. Sorry, guys. I think the power just went out. Ah, yeah. Sorry, but no, it didn't. I think my light went out. Weird. Sorry, just continue. (laughs) Guys, I'm in the ghetto. Hectic. (laughs) My light literally went out. Interesting. (laughs) He's got the flashlight. (laughs) I'm screwed. 
because my laptop is plugged in and it's still plugged in. <laughs> this is hectic. You're gonna have to sleep with the bedroom door open. Eww. How are you going to change? This is wild. Wait, Sorry, no, continue. You can continue, Kai. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, ah, what was what was I saying? Yeah. Um. Uh, so I do know better, but as I said, I am not doing it, and I think I'm actually regressing in that regard. Um, and as I was saying, oh, this is where I was. It's really hard on learning mm-hmm. instead of this journey of accepting your body when you're in a space where you're constantly reminded of the very many ways you don't measure up. And it's like, sometimes I just sit and think it's even when I go home or I meet up with friends and like the only things or the only sort of topic they can come up with or the first thing they can mm. think of is how my body looks. And it's like I have so much more happening in my life than how much I weigh or how big I look. So yeah, it's been it's been very hard and it's so hard. I am still yeah, I'm not doing any better in that regard. And I am actually I have made a positive step. I am trying to I've reached out to a therapist. So hopefully we can uncover all of the trauma that sort of boils down to like the fat phobia and all of those things that I've experienced and like much more as well. But um yeah, I am not I'm not so well and it's like it's definitely negatively impacted not just how I see myself but how I also like interact mm-hmm. socially and I think I honestly think that's where my social anxiety comes from. Like mm-hmm. I think I can I think it could have a lot to do it could have some other sort of contributing factors, but I think mainly it has to do with like my body image issues and how I see myself. Yeah. That, that I, I think that's where my social anxiety is stemming from. But yeah, it's not been it's not been a, it's yeah negative impact. Mm, I um I relate a lot to what you've actually mentioned in terms of like how especially the social anxiety part. Like you never want to interact with people. You don't want to be out in social circles because mm. you're just afraid of like like the way people will perceive you especially people who know me from before I'm so like self-conscious when it comes to those circles like if you haven't seen me in a long time and then returning like with the whole thing of like coming back home because obviously I gained a lot when I went to college so now coming back and having to interact in those same circles and like I remember after Mm -hmm. freshman year when I came home for that summer I was so self-conscious also because you know you've gained that freshman what's what's it called freshman 15, freshman 15. exactly <laughs> so when you come back you're like rounder than you were before and I was so anxious like I didn't want to see my old friends I just I just yeah I just mm. wanted to like lock myself up somewhere and um <laughs> honestly <laughs> The no. whole freshman has always it actually never got to me because by that time I had bigger fish to fry. Fifteen pounds of piece <laughs> of my worries. I was I was going through it. I even think I went over that fifteen. So already it was just hectic. Um but like it also like limits your interactions 
I think I'm with people and um, even your self-confidence, I think. Like you just, I'm very aware of the space I take up and that's whether like physical space or like just metaphorically, like, but Mm. since we're talking about the image, it's like the physical space that I take up. I want to like always diminish that and like sit in a certain way just so like to avoid taking up more space than normally acceptable. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Because even like my eating habits, it's like, do we really need food? Um, <laughs> <laughs> honestly. Yeah, going home, honestly, it's like a whole anxiety on its own. Because even like public transportation and just like being hyper aware of like the space you take up. I have had yeah. And that's what I don't. And people usually think it's just me trying to be bougie. And like taking public transportation gives me so much anxiety. Like... Mm. I cannot recount or remember how many times I've been told that either I need to pay twice the amount because I take up the space of two people or I need to sit at the front or like I would be sitting in the taxi cab and then someone wants to come in and they would rudely comment on my weight. Like it would be like the only thing. And it's, again, it's what we're saying, like even occupying public spaces and how everyone, because you look a certain way, Mm -hmm. people just... It just warrants disrespect. Like, it's, and it's hurtful. And, like, folks don't understand. And I remember getting into, like, public transportation and, like, sitting at the back and then getting out of the taxi driver. I remember one time he literally said, and this is, like, the last time I was home, a few months ago, they were just like, yeah, if I had seen how you looked, you would have paid for, like, another seat. And I'm just like... Excuse me? Excuse me? You know, so it's like all this harassment. And I remember a friend saying, well, is it really harsh? It's like, well, I don't see it as like disrespectful or harsh because it's the truth. And I was like... Do you still know friends? I was like, it's the truth because I was like, the truth is also your bum ass nigga, but you don't want folks pointing it out, do you? Like, <laughs> can, do you know how many truths we... Like, if we start telling the truth, I'm just yeah. you know, like... Kyle. Mean, but like it's the truth. Do you know how many times I've had to bite my tongue for some dumb shit y'all say, and y'all just been flat out ignorant? But you know, like people see it as again the benevolent fat phobia. Either they're trying to help you because you're unhealthy and you're going to die. <laughs> she <laughs> dragged her by the throat. But it's, <laughs> y'all drink, y'all smoke, y'all lungs <laughs> fill before my heart does. How about that? Like. <laughs>
because I think I'm either going to break them or they're going to make like a creaky sound. And like, mm. it's, it's hard. It's honestly hard. And I am not doing so well. But hopefully I will get, someday I will get there. Someday. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's wild. And I, I honestly want people to just be more cognizant of what they're saying to others. It's like, keep your opinions to yourself. You know, period. Yeah, keep it to yourself. Help yourself, sis. Mind your business. Like, fix your life. Fix your edges. Fix your drinking problem before you start coming out here commenting on others' issues. Like, you know, fix yourself. Gather yourself. Put that energy manifest in your own life. Leave others alone. Like, mm-hmm. let me die in peace. <laughs> yeah. And this point it's like okay you think i'm going to die then let me die in peace mind your business kind of thing but yeah it's it's not a good it's it's horrendous it's not even not a good thing it's just horrendous but it's what it is so what do y'all think about skin and shaping now that we're here <laughs> now that we're here oh, you had to go there i'm skin. staring the pot i had to hey. Yes, so you're messy. Because you know what you know what we're gonna say. You know what Kai is going to say. No, let you know. Let me say it. Since she wants me to say it, I will say it. With your chest. Skinny shaming is such a thing, and I want y'all to fight me on that. Fight Honestly, me. it's like the same thing as like reverse racism. I was like, about it to doesn't say exist. That. Reverse racism doesn't exist. What is this thing called? Misandry? Anything? It is not a thing. Skinny people can be bullied. I am not yeah. anyone's individual experiences. Skinny folks can be bullied. But when we speak of fat shaming, it goes beyond bullying. Yeah, it's like it's systematic. It, it goes mm-hmm. beyond bullying. It goes yep. beyond durability. It goes beyond attractiveness. It's like, you know, the whole thing of like pretty privilege because being pretty and being attractive is really tied to like fatness and how you weigh and mm-hmm. how you look. And how you're mm-hmm. perceived. It's like employment, healthcare. Hell, I don't even know what I, I don't even know what else we're sort of like excluded from. Like, as a skinny person, have you all ever been like anxious for taking a flight? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you have people who dread flying because of how, how much they weigh and how big they are, because the airplane seats are just tiny as hell. Those airplane seats, honestly, after size 16, you wouldn't fit. I'm a size 14 now, and my bum barely fits in that seat. You know, it's like, if you're not first class, you honestly are just going to be there, squeezed for life. You bump here, you're bumping into someone. Even walking down the aisle. And that's why I don't drink before using the flight. Because the horror of having to get up mid-flight to go down that aisle when everyone is seated to go use the bathroom, and you just have your um, bumping into everyone's long bones. Like, I'm not going to say it. Oh, my God. And it's like, how many times do you have to apologize? For exactly. The yes. number of times you have to say, excuse me, excuse me. Exactly. Oh, pardon me, pardon, excuse me. <laughs> Especially you all the way at the back. My God, it's horrible. And the dirty looks you get as you walk down. <laughs> just like, or even like, it, it's just, guys, it's really, I, I don't think it's a thing. And like, this is not saying you, you're not bullied or you're bullying and your experiences with bullying aren't valid. But I think 
a way to be an ally, a way to be a feminist, a way to be a body positivist or whatever the hell it is they sort of label themselves out is understanding when you need to take a step back and allow others to sort of, you know, like decenter yourselves. Mm-hmm. you know like take a step back and like look beyond your experiences you know what i'm saying it's like there are many ways it's like when folks for example like trans folks speak of mm-hmm. course i'm oppressed as a cisgendered woman as a cisgendered black woman but that conversation in that space at that point in time is not for me you have to learn to take a step back and listen to other people and not always come about oh what about what mm-hmm. about uh, thing like well then don't eat <laughs> do you know how much you have to hate someone to tell them not to eat like, like so I, I don't even think people realize like do you know how much hatred and how much disdain you have for fat bodies to literally tell someone don't eat you shouldn't eat when like feeding like food is literally how we sustain life guys it's deeper i don't think skinny shaming is it, in fact it's not i don't think it's not a thing and that's period you have a problem you can come to my Twitter and we can talk about it, but that's it. Yeah, Period. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I will not even interfere. <laughs> but sometimes, just sometimes, take a step back. Take a step back and actually listen when others are speaking. If, if folks can do that, they would honestly realize skinny shame in anything. Mm-hmm. But people just, can't, people just can't sort of exist outside of themselves. It's all about me, 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 me. It's like, okay, good for you. people come more like they come at fat fat people more than they come at skinny people i've hardly seen anyone like comment on a skinny person's like comment section and tell them oh go eat it's only ever like (laughs) go eat a sandwich they're not like ripping you down and telling you that your weight is a medical issue that you should do this and that and it's like it's the complete opposite sort of energy that people are investing. And I don't think it's like, I agree with you, Kai, that there is bullying that goes in, but the world is not built in a way that does not accommodate them already. And that's the thing. It's like, I would remember, I honestly remember like my study abroad, of course, we were doing obesity studies. And can you imagine how, like, almost every class we took, there was an obesity study in there. Health and behavior, health psychology, every, in almost every aspect we spoke of obesity. Being the only fat kid in that class, first of all, I'm so conscious when topics of Because it's like, the, I literally, I am the statistic, literally. And I, I, and I don't mm. think people honestly realize that. It's like, I yeah. am the statistics still like given I am part of that statistic. I am part of those numbers. Mm-hmm. And um, when people speak like, oh, skinny shaming and things like that, I remember in that class, I have forgotten the study, but I would honestly, anyone listening, if you're interested, you can honestly come to my Twitter and I will put it up. I would look through my notes where a study was done with like stigma that fat people face in the NHS in the UK. And I honestly don't want to misquote, but I know the number was above, like on the higher end of the scale, above 50% of healthcare professionals who are disgusted by fat bodies. And like, it was a survey and they said they were not, they don't like touching the bodies of people who are fat when they come Jesus. in. Jesus. It was honestly that horrendous. And I am just like, 
again, it is a concept as, like fat people cannot get access to healthcare. That is like people don't even, even the, think about that. Excuses. Like everything when you're fat, everything that has to do with your health is linked to your fatness. Exactly. You know I mean? It's like, oh, you need yeah. to lose weight. Oh the yeah, you need to lose weight. Lose the weight. Your knee hurts, lose the weight. You feel exactly. alarmed. Every, and you know, the, we, we laugh, but it's like people have died because of this. Yeah, make that mm-hmm. yeah. built yeah. up in them. And then the first time they go, they tell them maybe if you lose the weight, lose the weight. Will, exactly. And then they just get masses built up inside them until it's critical, then critical condition before they really look at. You know, it's, it's I had a gynecologist. Um, I think, when was this? I think I was like, 20 or something like three four years ago i went to this gynecologist and obviously i do not have a flat stomach i do not have abs and like this man was like i'm too young to have a belly my size excuse me like, yo oh my god <laughs> he was literally wow. like your stomach is a bit you need to tighten that. I was like, hectic. <gasps> this is the man that's supposed to inspect my vagina. Is that why time. you came for? Exactly. It's like we honestly, like we need to that's- the medical system, guys. I rem- so I told you guys I wanted to have a breast reduction, mm-hmm. and my, like literally every surgeon I had a consultation with was like, you need to lose the weight. They would literally start, and the nicest ones, and these are the nicest ones who started. Do you like your body the way it is? <laughs> I'm not even wow. laughing. This is not like surgeon, and this is like my re- most recent experience. When I told you I hate the doctor's office, this is my Same. most recent experience. The surgeon was just like the one in New York State here was just like up here in Albany, Latham area was just like. You just need to lose the weight. There, there was actually no conversation or nothing. You need to lose the weight if you're going to have the surgery. And the other oh. doctor of state was just like, so after the whole conference, I've asked all what I needed to ask. Said, Are you happy with your body? Are you happy with your current weight, the way it is? And I'm like, I don't know how to answer this. Yeah, question. how am I supposed to answer that? That is and just... Like, but yeah, I just think you, would, you, you need to lose the weight. I was so stressed. I literally called Shaleka. Guys, I had to lose, I don't even know how much pounds in two months. Shaleka yeah. was just, <laughs> we did the math for over an hour and I had to eat 800 calories a day. Oh. Yeah, it, it was best. bad. At best. At best. But yeah. Um, what was I going to say? I was just going, I was thinking of how fascinated and like you said, like disgusted that mainstream public is with fat people and fat bodies. And I'm thinking of shows on TLC and like BBC entertainment that I remember watching. Um, it was one super size versus super skinny where they got like, it was a very like, skinny person and a fat person and they were comparing their diets and the doctor had them like naked not naked but in their underwear talking about their 
bodies, their diet, the kind of health like problems they would have, you know, like that stuff of showing like the in the organs and what will happen to them or like demonstrating, putting all your food in and like pressing out all the oils. And they had them swap diets, even though it's not like, even if both parties were eating like pizza or cheeseburgers every day, they still had to swap diets. And it was supposed to like prove a point at the end of it. And then I'm thinking of the other one, uh, my 600 pound life or I know something that. like that one. Mm -hmm. And just, I don't know. It's just this like fascination that mainstream culture has with watching people with bigger bodies like struggle and mm -hmm. to prove their point that you are unhealthy. Oh my God. It's like, so crazy. Toxic, like media culture, like pop culture. Mm -hmm. And like shows like Revenge Body by Khloe Kardashian. Mm -hmm. Where like people need to lose weight to get back at their exes. Like, we can't That's even... so dumb. <laughs> Girl, I was once there. I was ready for my Revenge Body. I also wanted it. No. <laughs> I'm dead. I remember my friend, my closest friend at the time, being so excited that that show was coming up. And I'm just like, I can't even begin to like think of the problems with such a show. Big women trying to lose weight to sort of get revenge on the man that turned them down or the exactly. ex. That... It's like he broke my heart, but look at me now. Now you wish you were with this girl. <laughs> or like shows like The Ugly Duckling. Where like fat women or women who are considered, people who are considered conventionally unattractive would come to the show, lose weight and have all sorts of plastic surgery to like blossom into the sun. I'm just like, what? how, guys? How this just made me think about pageants, <laughs> like beauty pageants and everything. And how oh you know, like representation of like plus size bodies on that. And they always say they try to be They're always, oh, we're looking for diversity. It's the same. It's I the, same. the most recent one was like Miss South Africa that I saw on mm -hmm. Twitter about how they're like, oh, that this coming pageant would be like include a diverse exactly. a, a What is it? Com competitors or whatever? Mm -hmm. Same frame, same women. I don't even understand what they mean by diversity now when they speak, when they talk about it. Exactly. It's like, what, what kind of diversity do you guys want on beauty pageants and everything? Because you can't, it's just, it's all problematic. <laughs> it really is. It is. But yeah, so guys, any <sighs> thoughts on this? What are your last thoughts? Like the phobia, anti-fatness within either the continent, as international students and experiences with it. What are your last thoughts, guys? Oh God, like I honestly feel like people just should start minding their business more and stop commenting on people's body. Cause I remember one time my friend he lost like a bunch of weight and people were like congratulating him on losing the weight. And poor dude was stressed. He was depressed. He was going through it. And every time someone would bring it up, he'd just be like, "Wow!" So like I wasn't good before. He got even more depressed. <laughs> Yeah, but oh, it's not no. funny. But yeah. like I was just yeah, people just should stop. And I feel like even when like everywhere you go, it's like everything tells you like lose the weight. 
I feel like even when you lose the weight, people just like don't stop commenting on your body. Like if you're too skinny, they comment on it. If I don't know, if you get too too much muscle mass, you look like a man. I feel like people mm. always have some some shit to say. It's just like people just need to mind their business. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's just we can't escape like people policing our bodies mm-hmm. it's there's just there's always going to be people commenting and i think the most insidious form of it is when it comes from family because you can't really escape that unless you like cut them out completely mm-hmm. and friends too you know like mm. i used to have a friend who was like um had a slimmer frame i guess but like you know like she would be always like oh my god i think i'm getting fat and things like that and it's like, <laughs> you know when small people are just obsessed about gaining weight or like just being fat and i'm like dude you're so tiny but you have this big ass obsession with like losing weight or gaining weight or whatever like every time oh my god i think i'm so fat she gains a couple of kilograms and you're still under 50 kgs but oh my god oh like what do you mean how like i used to find those interactions like now looking back i'm like i used to be uncomfortable in them and i never understood why i was uncomfortable in that situation and now i'm like it's because i'm fat and you are out there as small as you are and you're busy like oh my god i think i'm getting fat and you want me to validate your fatness you want me to validate your weight gain (laughs) and i'm just like it is just it's stressful man i have to do my own work now i have to do the work for you and validate you Mm. your fatness it's not even funny but i can always remember it's like your slimmer frame or your slimmer bodied friends always saying oh my god i have gained so much weight and like you can hear the fear and disgust in their like voice and their mm. i'm like it's honestly an awkward thing because it's like now i'm fat so what are you trying to say about my body <laughs> and then it's like also like you know when people try when you're like i'm fat and people take that as a shameful comment you've made about yourself and you're like oh they'd be like mm, you're beautiful yeah. and then you're like you never say you're ugly <laughs> and it's like exactly. no but you have such a nice body or you're beautiful you like your size and i'm like no i use fat like, i love body the way it is my girl says doing just two days ago you were talking about how it's, it's really that thing it's like it's honestly an awkward thing to be around when your friend like you can literally hear the disgust and the fear like oh my god i am getting so fat and i'm just mm-hmm. like do you and for me the only thing and it's like project i think there's some form of projecting and things like that but it's like when Definitely. my friends say that and i'm like are you disgusted by my body because that's exactly mm-hmm. how i look you know it's like are you in like i feel like indirectly you're making it's almost like as if you're making a comment i i i get self-conscious like every yeah. time my friends would make such like comments around me or how they need to lose some weight how they need some abs how i'm just like are you guys disgusted <laughs> by how i look exactly yeah yeah i feel like i've said that to my to one of my friends too like she's super skinny and then she was just like yeah i'm getting fat and i was just like where and then i'm like what would i describe myself as if you're fat 
and then she's been like and she was like yeah like i like the way on you like yes. you, you like oh your figure God. like it goes with you but not with me that's what they say the one time yes. pick it up like so what are you trying to say for me they're like <laughs> you like yes but like it wouldn't look it's like no, you're a strong woman. You can carry it. <laughs> the <laughs> plastics they go to explain the fat phobia. It's like, oh my gosh, yes, it's so beautiful on you, and it's like I never said I was ugly. I'm just saying, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like, no, but yeah. Honestly, it is. Oh, hectic. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like sometimes I just like I honestly just shut up and just pray and hope the conversation ends. Like once my starts start, like my friends start picking and like dissecting how they're gaining weight, how they need to go to the gym. I'm just because there's also this like new gym culture back home mm-hmm. that's like, you know, uh, what is it spreading now or whatever it is like that's starting up. And like mm-hmm. folks are always like, oh, I need to go to the gym. I need abs. I need to lose some weight. All my friends and I'm just like, I, I'm actually uncomfortable. You know, like I'm uncomfortable in these spaces. And it, it, sometimes for me, it just translates that I'm, I'm just uncomfortable. I get uncomfortable with the friendship as a whole. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like if I and again, I think it's a lot of projection or just like my bo- my own body image issues. It's like. I don't know if I can be friends, if I can't be friends with people that are secretly or like, you know, like disgusted by how I look. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's weird. But um, guys, I don't, I guess folks just have to, as Shaleka said, mind your business. <laughs> like think before you speak. Like just actually... Or- don't speak at all. That's yeah. it. Don't speak at all, sis. We could both yeah, sit here quietly. Say, sometimes before you make a comment, like before you get that jerk, because usually it's like almost impulsive. Like just take a step back and think how helpful your comment is. Mm-hmm. When it solves anything. And so and the most horrendous things are when people say, Well, fat shaming helps. Or like fat people who've internalized fat phobia, honey, you, mm. can't, you can't tell them mm-hmm. nothing. Because the quick cut, I'm fat too. And it's like, yeah. And you're fat phobic. As a fat person, both can be correct. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just think, as Shalika said, mind your business. Or you sort of have some form of critical thinking skills. Like, just think before you talk. Mm-hmm. You know, like, just sometimes think about what you're going to say. How helpful is your comment? Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. What are you adding to the conversation? Like how big it is, or how I don't know. Just some people, we just need to learn. Like, read one, two, think before you speak. Read the room. Yeah, (laughs) read the room. Yes, just try to be respectful of people, regardless of how you think they look. Just be respectful. Just common, basic. Like, what is it? Human decency. Just let's just sort of incorporate that into our lives in the Mm -hmm. way we expect to be addressed and the way we address others. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. Well, thank you guys for joining us for this conversation. Thank you to Thank you for having us. Um, Yes. This This was was lovely. Yeah. Always good having you guys, and Simone. It's always good having you on the podcast because you've been 
you've been a guest a few times now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a And Shaleke, I think this is your first time and we enjoyed having you. you. Feel free to tag us on our Instagram page and our Twitter page. I'll make sure to add the handles somewhere in this episode's description and you can follow us and we would really, really love to hear back from you. Thank you so much for listening.